0: Hey Isaac, welcome on board. Here we invite you to listen to various industry leaders
1: and outstanding millennials
0: to share their stories.
1: Listen until the end and fill in the feedback form to stand a chance to win twenty ringgit grab voucher. Only limited to three lucky winners. For more information, you can visit Isaac In Sunway's Instagram page. Hop on, and you shall listen, listen, learn, and and lead. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Walkie Talkie and today we have a very special guest from some way A-levels as a lecturer. So, Dr. William, hello. Hello. How Hi everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, good, good. So it's a nice day. Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. Yeah, happy even though Year. It's now it's already 8th of, yeah, January. it's already January already but still wish everybody have a, a, a Happy New Year. Get rid of COVID nineteen. I think this is our resolutions for this year, right?
1: Yes, finally. Please get rid of COVID nineteen. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So before we move on to like the topics, uh would you like to introduce yourself? A little bit of a background. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So I am uh
0: Dr. Williams. So I'm a senior lecturer teaching A level since uh 2011. In term in terms of my educations, uh involved in education I started in two thousand eight, so roughly about thirteen years experience in teaching. So while I teach uh, in A level, I also took up to my PhD. So I graduated from uh, my PhD in pharmacology. So my research area is more to this uh, anti-cancer drug research. Okay, previously, but now not so into the research already. And also in terms of the nano delivery system, that's how the nano drugs can help us to deliver these um. And the cancer drugs to the patients so that it's reduced we can reduce the side effects or adverse effects of drugs that's basically a little bit about my research background in during my phd life so currently i'm also the advisor of the a level student council so my portfolio here is more to train the future leader or student leader guide the student leader empower them so that they can contribute they can actually contribute to the society when they grow up and uh, to, uh, they start to work all in, in uh, university
1: programs. Are wow, you... that, that's very long portfolio. <laughs> okay. So, uh, just a little bit. So, so, yeah. so, so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. how, actually, how long have you been teaching in A levels? Like, what's, how, how long is your uh, experience?
0: Teaching A level started
1: in 2011. So,
0: this marked 10 years of my teaching A level.
1: But before that, do you teach uh, as a lecturer
0: as well? Uh, not as official lecturer, but basically I do involve in the demo and teaching in the lab practicals for the university. Ah, yeah, the, in the
1: biomedical courses. Yeah. Mm. I see. Okay, so here's the question: Like, why why do you become a lecturer? Out of all the many courses that can, I mean, like, many jobs that you can take, why lecturer? Uh, I think it's by, inspired by so called minds
0: uh seafood. Okay, the one that bring me into this education line because um even after my degree, mm-hmm. okay, after my degree, it's, I never thought that I'm going to involve in the education but because after, after I finish my final year projects, so one of these uh, my my friends will bring me into this education field that so become a lecturer and start to teach. Then I, when I do my master, I also demo in the lab, teaching them in the lab and feel that there is something new that I can actually contribute to the society because uh being a lecturer or being an educator slightly different from others career basically okay that's how far there's two very important points or two important views that actually i appreciate a lot first the self-improvement I realized that's when I learn do I do I, I do learn more as a lecturer rather than my am students. When I was student, I think that's what I learned may not be totally learned. But when become a lecturer, that's the time I pick up learning because I need to, we we need to teach I mean the, the the students right we need lecture students so make sure that we need to have the correct info first. So the reading becomes one of the 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 means uh hobby for me in these moments and. Eh? To make sure that we equip with enough information before we can share the student, that's one. Second is, I think, there's interaction with the students. When you interact with the young ones, so sometimes, we, I mean, old, old folks always say that's okay. We eat I mean, salt more than you eat rice, right? So thinking that, I mean, so we are experienced enough to share the information, share, the, I mean, our life experience with the students. But now we realize that students need teachers as well they teach us more things and we compare because a uh, generation gap I would say that sometimes we do not know what actually happened in this young generation. The other one actually shared with us okay so this is a way how I think I learned something new not only from my, my, my career but also from the students as well. This is what my because it's uh, why I involve continue
1: involved in the education line. Wow that that's very nice. So it's been 10 years teaching A-level so do you have any special memories with uh, any Type, any students, like any special moments, they can recall.
0: Uh, students, quite a lot actually. If you want to name a special, I do have one few students that actually they grow. Okay, at first we we, we thought that um the student coming in is quite quiet and not so perform in uh, their I mean economically, but we really can see that they put in the effort, okay, and continue. And in fact they managed to score a very, very good result and go to the university. I think that's the growth of the student. Okay, if you get a student that actually already good, I mean if excellent excellence and then you maintain their excellence, the, the what we call is the achievement is not so great even you some student coming in with not so high, I mean not so good in terms of results, but they manage to grow, put in effort and then they managed to actually go, got into their own, I mean, the, 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 the dream university, and current some of them becomes a medical doctor. Yeah. So looking into it, since my first year teaching my A-levels, I think some of the students already get married already. Yeah, get married, got children already. And then some of them now practice at a medical, I mean uh, as, sorry, at a doctor, medical doctor. Some of them lawyers. So I think a lot of these, I can't name one of them I uh all of them, but basically all of them actually are my 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 good memory there's a sweetest mm-hmm. memory I have i mean in my teaching when we see them achieve what they want to achieve it's not like they achieve something that we set for them but they achieve what they want to achieve, even though some of them may say, may, may see that uh we may say oh yeah they didn't get into the good jobs i mean's a, a high paid job but they're happy they're happy with their life. This is something that I think that i I, I managed to see
1: the growth of the students that's more important mm, yeah so i think mm. as a student myself i also see um a lot of my friends are like, actually impacted by a lot of lecturers. like because of certain lectures or certain teachers they actually grow a lot so i would think i, I myself also like actually before that i wasn't like right, very good at math or I, I don't really like math but because of certain teacher that actually make me like study pursue certain like my current current course things like that so yeah so Uh, that's about like bad, not to say bad students, but low low average students, but how about those like, you know, like more, uh, the so-called smarter students or the students with more, more achievements. At a certain point of times, like they have been doing things very good, like they have achieved a lot, but at the end, it seems that they didn't achieve what they want. So like, like, they started to burn off and started to lose momentum. So like, what, what do you think is like the main cause of this and what, what advice would you give to them or these kind of students? Mm. okay so uh, along the way you
0: may see that your passions the passions are on the certain area or the field it may go all beware off or is over the time so you, you need to find back why you choose that particular career first if you lost the passions or uh, patience on that particular career you may want to have a stop and rethink that what i can do next rather than continue your whole life i always told i always tell students it's easy for you to study. Even medical program, five years only, you have to study. But once you graduated at, say, like I put it, I mean, graduate at 25, 26 years old, you have about 30 years for you to continue to work in the same field. If you lost the patients on, uh, on that particular field, how are you going to actually enjoy your work for the rest of your life? So, again, I say that most of the students, at first, they may not see the overall picture of what type of career they want. They may involve, they may start to learn or, or to study the course. They may not like. Okay, I do have some students actually finish the particular course, for example, engineering, but end up didn't do the engineering work because they don't have the passion in terms of engineering. They thought that at first, yeah, I like engineering. But after that, they the more. I mean, they involve is for example, not in the engineering, but in the finance. Okay, so... I think that for those students start to lose the passions, think back why you choose this pathway first. Do you still have the passions in this pathway? If no, then don't waste your time in this career anymore. Okay? Don't be a stereotype say that when you already study in that particular course in a uni, it's a wasteful for you if you if you do something not related to the course that you study. If you keep on have this mindset, then you're going to make your life set. The whole year, I mean, the whole life because you are going to do something that you don't like. Right, okay? So for me, I think that at this moment, choose what you like to study. It may change, doesn't matter. And You spend four years, five years in the university, even you get a master. After that, you didn't do back or didn't continue back with what you are doing at that particular moment. It's pretty okay, no problem. You can always start another new career. It's, it's okay. Life is just a try and error. No one is perfect, right? You won't be able to expect, okay, or, or, or predict 10 years. Even myself, what I'm going to do 10 years, I don't know. Right? I, am I going to continue as educator? I'm not sure. Maybe I started my own business. I may have our, our own tra- my, my own training center. We do not know in this moment. But don't regret on what you have chosen because every step that you choose, you're going to learn something. Okay. Uh, so another one of uh, things I want to share with, take your career as a hobby. Then you won't have to work, you don't need to have, eh, you don't need to work for your whole life because if someone pay you the salary for you to do your hobby, right? So do something you like, then you will enjoy your work.
1: That is uh, something I can share with your students. Wow, I think, yes, I think we really need to, like, focus on the journey, not the end of the road, yeah, and I think this is something that, yeah, we we all, like, I think as a student, or maybe the so-called our generation, uh, has not been doing, or has not been thinking about this, like, we just want to get best, best thing, we always compete with each other, but I think, at at the end, as long as we are happy, or as long as we have, we are fulfilled with whatever that we are doing, yeah, so, very, very interesting insight, okay, so, let's, Talk a little bit about the uh, current situation. Like, now we all know, like, COVID-19 is becoming like COVID-20 already. Yeah, okay, it's a joke. Yeah, It's it's, it's been around for around one <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, I understand, at least. Yeah, COVID-20. Uh, more than one year already, right? The yeah, COVID-19, more than one year. actually, it starts yeah. from in November. Yeah, I think at this point, I, I to be honest, I, I'm not so sure whether... I'm like us say myself, or maybe my friends are already like fully adapted to it. But I think most of us just want to go back to physical as much as we wish to, but um, but we we have no choice. We have to adapt, right? So as a lecturer or as an educator, like how has this like COVID nineteen actually impact your like teaching, or and how do you like adapt to it and change your teaching style, maybe? Mm. Yeah, the most I mean the. Uh
0: effect is in the tremendous effect on me okay i think i have to gain the ability to talk to the screen All right teaching i mean we can't stop the teaching definitely teaching and learning is i mean we can't stop I basically not because of the covid-19 then we stopped the, the teaching and learning process so one thing the one ability i pick up in this case i can I talk to the screen Okay, I do not know. I mean, so definitely I mean, uh, in terms of the, what is the impact, the greatest impact, actually, I can't see my students. Teaching and learning process involved, it's a human work, it's a human process. It's not the machine process. Now, it makes it something like a machinery, uh, a machine process. I talk to the screen, and then the screen pass my message to the students. I can't see the student, whether they understand what I'm talking about or not. Now, in the class, totally different, you know. In the class, then you can see the students I can see the face expression they start to make some weird face expressions that I know oops oh, maybe I need to use another way to explain but now I have totally have no idea how students actually i uh, mean uh whether they really understand or not that's also one okay and then also internal interactions reduce internal interaction I don't say no interaction students still ask the question. But again, the interaction, I won't be able to immediately pick up some things uh, or, or talk to students. Okay, yeah, I think that you misunderstand the concept. That is the main problem in teaching and learning. And also, not only in terms of the lecturer and student, because you know that for the A-level, face-to-face is our major way of the, the delivery face-to-face. As students sit in their class, the very traditional way. Okay, the student sit in, in the class and then we teach students gain knowledge and the discussions. So we are not really prepared for this kind of so-called online classes. Online classes. So not only from student parts, but also the lecturer, we're not prepared. Okay. So when it's when the st- when it starts the lockdown in March, just so chaotic. So we don't know what to do, basically. Okay. Young's I mean lecturers still okay. We do have some devices, for example, we bought our own iPads. Tablets, okay, so that we can deliver our knowledge to the students so that to cover all the syllabus That is the, our main role. I mean at this moment and students some I mean they reflect, So we really have No motivation to study because what we do actually here we cannot discuss with the, uh, the friends we do not sitting with, together with a friend in, in the class what they can do if they immediately they have problem uh, Can I discuss with you or not this this, the internet so lack of this communication lack of interaction actually a bit demoralize our students okay but glad things that i can say that over these cmco students pick up a new skill we lecturer also pick up a new skill we we have to adapt it's something like in 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 biology we see the natural selections right so this covid-19 is a kind of natural selections so if you can't adapt either you adapt or you die you choose uh, right so we have to no choice for us we definitely have to go for adaptations so i don't say that we have up to a bar that same standards okay compared to what we teach in the class face to face at this moment uh, for a level is still the most effective way for me okay but if we have no choice online teaching is the alternative we have no we have no other way to do this so online teaching is the must to cover all the syllabus because students need to face the examinations Okay. but no matter how online teaching cannot totally replace the face-to-face because A-level programs also is a kind of what we call this a skill-based uh, program. It's not only knowledge that students learn, but the skill, for example, practical skill, research skill. Those are the things that it cannot be, okay, I, I, I do the experiment in front of you, then you study, oh, I look at you, how to exper- do the experiment, and then again, the, the skill. No, you have the hands-on so these are the things that cannot be uh, taught by using the online platform so this is a little bit difficult for us to prepare the students for the exam because when come to the exam they do have the practical exam okay. uh, so that's one of the way how we recover from this situation once the cmco or uh, mco lifted not really lifted but changed to cmco when the students are allowed to go back to the campus, then we have to do the what we call the recovery here. We have to increase the number of sessions for the lab so that they have enough practice. Uh, that is a part. And then some topic that we may not be able to cover it by using the online methods, then we have to recover again, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, teach at this particular moment. So if you ask me again how huge the impact, I think that the impact is very huge, not only for the lecturer. But for the student as well, and I think that's for us lecturer, we can't always deliver our knowledge. We can't always deliver. But the main thing here in terms of teaching and learning, do students learn or not? That is the main question here. No way for us to assess because we cannot see the expression. So online exam maybe is the one the way to see the progress of the student. But again, students are in stress, right? Learning is not so okay, and exam come out again. So so again we need to manage the emotional part of the student as well. That is the part that I mean uh, we need to do. It's totally different from how we teach face to face lah, compared to online. Yeah, I think okay. so yeah. I, think,
1: um, yeah, I think Yeah, I uh, think as a student myself, I think one of the key skills that I also learned, except for like uh learning how to present uh in online or like learning how to s- uh, study without human interaction. I think another key f- key skill I also learn is actually uh, the ability to study in de- uh, independently. Like I like as a student, I cannot rely on my lectures anymore. Although I I can te- technically like email them, but I mean like we have so many students like lecturers cannot like reply everyone. So I I have no choice. I have to like go to YouTube and search for materials. Yeah. So I think it sort of became a habit already. Like I started to rely more on YouTube. And sometimes lecturers when if they are free, yeah. So I think this is the good side of online learning as well, yeah. But here's the question, uh, that I think is it's quite interesting. Like because right now we have a shift in uh, sort of education, like more on maybe it starting to become more on blended learning, or maybe some countries want to make it more fully online learning. Yeah, we don't know. But how do you think like now right now in the on the internet we have so many online courses like like on Coursera, on Udemy, how do you think that A-level can still be relevant in the near future? Yeah. Okay, Uh,
0: first of all, uh, A-level is uh, what we call the uh, foundation program. It's a pre-university program. So no matter how, if you up the gaps, so if you're in the gap between your high school, your know, so-called SPM, so-called your IGCSE, and also the university program. So for A-level, definitely it's still I mean, I don't say the A-level only, but all those foundation programs, for example, MUFI, okay, IB program, those, their role are still important. Their role are still important. to fill in the gap between uh, in the high school, I mean, your, your SPM, IGCSE, and also university. So it cannot be totally replaced by those online courses because in these pre-programs, you still have a skill. Okay, You cannot learn the skill through the online course. You only can learn the knowledge through the online course. So those online courses it can be a supplementary. It's a very good supplementary for the students. If you want to learn something more, for example, let's say when I teach uh, uh, gen- genetics, you want to know more about genetics, then those online courses will provide supplementary information, extra advanced information, and perhaps those in- in, uh, information may inspire them oh yeah, I never see this before. Because for A-level, we need to actually uh, finish the syllabus within, I mean, uh, 18 months. Right. So it means that we cannot touch too many out of the syllabus. So now with the online courses or online, I mean, short course, I put it this way, the student have more opportunity. Okay. They may not, I mean, they may not be able to uh, watch all, but at least they can choose some topics that they have the interest in then they can learn from the different person if without these online courses what they can learn only from textbook from a lecturer maybe that maybe their friends but now they have uh, what you call this uh, alternative source uh, alternative source for them to learn There's actually quite good things the students are more adapted are more I means acceptable uh, or, or accepted to this kind of online because compared to the previous face-to-face, I mean, uh, without the COVID-19, I mean, students may only focus, oh yeah, any question I don't know, yeah, look for a lecturer, look for friends, and rather than do the, what we call the self-centered learning, a student-centered learning in this case. I think this uh, COVID-19, not bad, at least train a student to be independent, right? <laughs> but think positively, because no no point on thinking of negative, negative and negative about the COVID-19, but think of the positive, Yeah it may help us to establish a different type of skill, basically.
1: Yeah, mm. it's a good sign, actually. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I think, but as much as we can obtain a new skill, we still want to go back. Uh, I think as a student, uh, this is my selfish yeah, yeah. thinking, I guess. I think it's everyone's selfish thinking. But, uh, okay, so before I wrap up this podcast, I think we have just a very interesting question. Uh, as uh, someone who is expertise in like the biomedical science field, what are your views towards, I like, you know, people who do not want to take vaccine nowadays? Because, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, thinking about the vaccine.
0: Okay, we have to look at the history about this. Uh, why people actually reject the vaccine? Because some, I mean, someone actually, I mean, having this uh research and claim that uh, one of the claims you that uh by by having the injection of the vaccine it can cause autism okay but we do know that it may try on a, a, a very small sample a very small sample size and he may claim and start the people think oh yeah maybe this vaccine okay can cause the autism but yeah when we look at the the the, the things it always have two phases. you won't have a totally 100% i mean the benefits without any i mean adverse effect or drugs even vitamin c that you take The supplement that you take, the drug, the Panadol you take, somehow it may have a very, very minor um, uh, side effect. So it depends on what you are looking at. If you look at the effects or the positive effect more than the negative effect, then you're willing to take the vaccine because you know that vaccine is the way to protect us from these infectious diseases. So the point of view here, the anti-vaccine groups, okay, we are not sure what is their intentions, what... Uh, knowledge that they have they may not have sufficient information and to actually make a judgment saying that okay vaccine actually benefit for us for them they may actually go and magnify on the side effect of the vaccine like for example currently you can see that people are talking about the covid19 the pfizer vaccines right okay cause i mean uh, some side effects of the, the the volunteer but how many percent of the side effect we have to look at the percentage. If I inject million of, I mean, or, or the, million of the people gets the, the, the immunizations, only four or five of them gets this side effect. I can claim that. So we can claim that this vaccine is pretty safe for us to use it. Okay. So we do not know what uh, they are thinking. Maybe they are brainwashed by someone without the, the knowledge and always focus in terms of the side effects then you may have this group of people actually anti the vaccine okay but for this covid-19 i means uh, i understand i mean the, the concerns from the public because the vaccine is developed within like less than one year and go for the clinical trial and so on so we do not know the long term effect but if you view it as a general besides vaccination do we have a better choice or not do we we don't have unless we want to have the total mco 2.0 lock down everybody then again the student will say oops i can't see my friends no interactions. and my a-level life one and a half year like hmm, i've never been or i have a little bit a little amount of time actually i spend my life in the campus i don't have a campus life what i have is my room my cave okay so i think that's whether we, we, we really need to take the vaccine or not, for my opinion, at this moment we don't have other choices. For the precaution step, yes, so uh physical distancing. Okay, sanitize the hand, put on the mask, that is the minimum that we can do. The next part we're gonna look at is the effect of the vaccine, how the vaccine can help us to reduce the chance, okay, uh, for us to actually get uh infected by this COVID 19 okay that is my point of view so whether we cannot force it means uh particularly when talk about the in european country in america we always talk about human rights you kind of force the citizens actually to, to get the, the vaccine but i'm not sure in malaysia whether they're going to put it as a law enforcement saying that vaccination is the must or not if the in malaysia that is the enforcement saying that okay covid-19 vaccine is the must when we have to stop it's a must then actually we don't have choice we do need to take the vaccine
1: or do you get the vaccine yes okay mm. Mm, okay so I think that's also very interesting insight yeah I think uh, vaccines will be the only thing that can stop uh, this unless we're just going to go into MCO for the next maybe 10 years yeah which is very unlikely oh no so I mean I'm not
0: going to yeah. do that yeah I'm yeah. going to start so, in the room
1: yeah so
0: so generally for okay just to share with us a little bit of information about the vaccine here, people may say, well, what is the function of the vaccine? So in layman term, basically vaccine is the way for us to train our body immune system to fight naturally with these infectious agents, in this case, the virus, for example. Okay, so by having the vaccine, it can train our body to be prepared for this virus. This is the way how the vaccine works to stop. The transmission. If let's say, for example, you are okay, touch wood. You get I means you get the vaccine already. If touch wood. That I means you still. I mean, Means after you have done sanitize your hand, ready. You put on a mask, face mask, and then you have the physical distancing with I mean, your your friends. But touch wood. Don't know how. We don't know why. And then you get the disease. But with the vaccine, you'll be able to actually get rid of virus before the virus have any impact on your body. Okay, it's totally different from the cure. Yeah? Cure basically means that okay, people say, hey oh, yeah, never mind. I don't take the vaccine. I can take the medications. I can be cured later." But the problem here is we do not know what is the long term effect of this virus in our body. How much damage this virus actually can do on our body? Yeah, you may say the cure, but what we want here is a prevention. We don't want the cure. Uh, sorry, I don't. I don't say that we don't want the cure, but if we choose between the cure and prevention. We prefer to have the preventions rather than the cure. Uh, that is uh,
1: something I can share with the public in this case. Mm. Okay, so hope the listeners know like why is vaccines really? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very clear explanation. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so to end this podcast episode, so uh, mm. Doctor William, would you like to give any advice to any students who are taking A levels or who will be taking A levels? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, my advice is very simple. It depends on uh what your view. Okay, so for me, I'm more the process person rather than outcome person. So for a process person, I do want my students to enjoy learning. Learning is to be the end. It's very. It should be. Uh, you should have the joy. Uh, you should enjoy the learning process. Okay, if you focus too much in terms of the result, uh, yeah, A-level is a 100% exam-based. I mean, the uh, result is very important. I don't say result not important. But if you only focus on the result, you won't be happy. You won't learn. You only focus on the result. So result is a bonus. I always put it result. Good result is a bonus. But what you learn, okay, uh, throughout your A-level, is the skill that actually prepares you for the university. So enjoy. I think that's, uh, that is uh, the, the good words I always tell my students. Enjoy your learning process. You cannot reverse back. Once you go to university, then you have a different way of the learning. Then you start to say, how come uh, I didn't enjoy enjoy my learning life before? Some students regret saying, I should enjoy my learning life. So, balance. I always say that balance. Okay, that's one. Second, uh, consistent and perseverance is very important. You don't actually put in your 100% force of momentum and restart the A-level. Yeah, okay, go, 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 and go. Until one moment that you feel tired, exhausted, and then you give up. So, slow and steady, you'll be able to achieve what you want. Okay, in A-level. It's not totally very, very... I mean, people always, I mean, oh, uh, A-level is very hard. Very difficult. But you look at the right now, the senior, those who taking the A-level, Right, they manage to score good result, they manage to enjoy your life. It's just that what you choose in this moment. Okay, nothing is easy. If something easy, it won't train you, you won't grow, you won't grow because okay, right? You do something very easy, you won't grow. Okay, so yeah, no doubt. A level is a little bit challenging, I put it this way, I don't say hard, but it's challenging. But I believe everyone can do it with the correct mindset, positive learning attitudes rather than exam uh, focus. Okay. okay yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I that's think my that's, advice. that's a very mm-hmm. long and good advice so okay so mm-hmm. before I end this just a little bit announcement to the people who are listening so right now Isaac in some way is doing a promotion so basically we are giving out money for free basically just check out our Instagram page Uh, we have a, just listen to any podcast episode that we have we have total as of now we yeah. have uh, nine or eight episodes. So just listen to one of them, through in the feedback form, and you will have, you will stand a chance to win 20 million grab voucher. Like right? it's giving you free food money. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. Once again, thank you, Dr. William, for this podcast episode. Yeah. And we shall see you next time. Bye bye.
0: Bye, everyone. Okay. So, final thing to, to tell the students, everybody stay safe. Okay. Stay healthy. Take care, everyone. And we hope that we're going to get rid of COVID 19 soon. So, okay. See you guys and join and happy new year again. See you guys. Bye.
1: Bye bye. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much.